This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. We're thrilled today to be joined by a great leader. We're joined today by Lyndon Edwards. Lyndon's the Chief Operating Officer at Loma Linda University Health System. He's going to tell us about himself, his career, advice for leaders, and a lot more. Lyndon, thank you so much for joining us. Can you take a moment and tell us about yourself and about uh, Loma Linda? Thank you. Um, thanks for the opportunity to share, Scott. Um, I'm Lyndon Edwards. I am the, as you mentioned, the Chief Operating Officer here at Loma Linda University Health. And just a little bit about Loma Linda. We are in Southern California. We are an academic medical center, part of a pretty significantly sized enterprise that includes eight um, health services um, schools here on the campus right here in Loma Linda. Loma Linda is about uh, 60 miles uh, west of Los Angeles. And we are in a region that uh, at least Californians call the Inland Empire, which is largely composed of San Bernardino County and Riverside counties, which are inland from, from the coast and serve a population of almost 5 million in, in those two in those two counties. So we are the the really the only academic medical center in this sort of huge geographic area of the Inland Empire. I've been at Loma Linda for about 11 years now. I started my career at the University of Florida in Gainesville. In fact, I grew up in 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 Gainesville. Um, went to graduate school at the University of Florida and worked there for about 14 um, years in a variety of different roles and came out to, to Loma Linda um, in 2012 to uh, be the uh, vice president and administrator for one of our hospitals uh, in our six hospital system. And, you know, through um, the last 11 years, I've expanded my portfolio and I was uh, appointed chief operating officer back in December of of 21 after our, our CEO um, left to become the chief executive officer of Adventist Health, which is um, a pretty sizable system here on the in California and on the West Coast. And our um, COO at the time, Trevor Wright, moved into the uh, CEO role. At that time, I was the senior vice president for what we call our adult um, services, which encompasses three of our hospitals plus our uh, our behavioral health hospital. So that was my um, sort of span of, of responsibility for a number of years. So um, moving into the COO role just added um, our Children's Hospital and our Marietta um, campus, which is in southwest Riverside County, to, to my portfolio. So I've been doing that for, for over a year now. And, you know, uh, we always, uh, Trevor and I joke about the fact that, you know, we kind of moved into these roles right as, you know, another surge of, of COVID was upon us. So, but uh, we'd been here, we'd worked together for a number of years. So we, um, it was a pretty smooth transition into those roles over the last year or so. So that's an amazing, remarkable career. I mean, 
I'll, I'll ask you a couple of questions. 15 years at the first system, 11 years at the, at the second system, that kind of longevity and stability, so important to growing in a role, growing as a leader, growing as a person. How do you advise the sort of younger people today? You know, I've got one child who's been one place, you know, he's been one place for three years, and I've been one place for two years, you know, and, and they think, oh my God, I got to start thinking about what my next step is, what my step action is, stuff like that. How do you look at that sort of stability in a career and profession today? And some of the benefits of that. Any advice or thoughts around that? You know, that's a really good question because I think I probably started my career at around the time that people were really moving a lot, started to move a lot more between um, organizations. And uh, for me, and I think it's it's certainly an individual um, perspective that you would you would have. And I've had certainly a number of different opportunities to. Um, sort of a go other places and, you know, take that route for sort of a career progression. But for me, I've always been, and this is a perhaps a strange way to say it, kind of in love with the place that I was. Um, Like I said, I grew up in, in Gainesville. So to work for the University of Florida health system was sort of a dream to me. Um, I didn't know growing up that I wanted to be a, a healthcare administrator, but having the opportunity to do that kind of a work in my hometown really um, kind of centered me and gave me, you know, sort of a feeling like I was um, doing something for my community and it was meaningful in that way. And I also, in my time there, got a lot of opportunities for um, uh, movement and upward mo- mobility. So I started as an administrative resident. I, I left um, almost 15 years later as the um, uh, associate administrator for a couple of our hospitals at, at Gainesville. And then here at Loma Linda, you know, I I came here because of what Loma Linda is. It's a faith-based uh organization founded over 115 years by the the Seventh-day Adventists. It, uh, my, my faith tradition um, is, is Adventist as well. So that has really um, made me sort of a very uh, attached to the mission of, of Loma Linda. And again, I've also had opportunity within the organization to, to grow um move from from role to role and you know sort of what i tell people uh, i i mentor a lot of administrative residents and former fellows and residents and they ask me a lot about well what do you have to do to to have that kind of a career progression and you know to be honest while i'm doing whatever role that i'm in I stay focused on that. And I see all the opportunities within each role to um, participate in making um, our service provision better on developing strategies to provide better patient care, patient, better uh, patient experience. So I, I think for me, I've spent less time thinking about what the next job was than how to fulfill um, every opportunity within the current job. 
Thank you. We often say to people that have stayed at the same job for a long time, you know, you 15 years and 12 years, which is considered a very long time today and fantastic, is that there's at least two qualities they have to have. They have to be good at what they do, meaning they're competent, and they have to be likable or a nice person. And let me ask you your, your thoughts on that. You know, those are the two things I have keep on coming back to as I talk to those who've been at the same place for 20, 30 years, 15 years, et cetera. They have to be good people, likable, and they have to be good at what they do. And, and what you just said, they have to focus on their actual job. They can't focus on the next shiny object. They've got to focus on their job. Any thoughts that you would add to that? No, I think those are really uh, a really good framework to think about um, how longevity in a role works, particularly in in senior roles, because, you know, I think it's true that heavy is the, the head that wears the crown. Um, we try not to think about it <laughs> in terms of, of, of royalty. But I, again, in talking to my, the, the younger generation that I've had the, the sort of the opportunity to work with, that whole likability thing is, is key. And it's not so much about doing things to make people um, like you. So our jobs frequently cause us to make difficult decisions about people, about strategies that may not always be certainly the most, most popular. But I think having an approach that people feel comfortable with approaching you, having conversations with you, understanding that we um, share uh, the same objectives of providing better care for, for patients, access, all those things. I think you're able to work from a shared platform of values. And that's one of the things that I, that I, I love about Loma Linda. It's a very values-driven organization. And we're able to disagree. We're able to um, have challenging conversations um, without it being sort of personalized. So I think being likable, um, in the sense of not, uh, of, uh, I should, uh, I think emotional intelligence is such a key part of the sort of the psyche of, of, of leaders that understanding um, how people react to you by what you say, how you say it, um, when you say it, is such an important um, sort of aspect of leadership. I've spent a lot of time reading and learning about um, emotional intelligence and how it plays out in 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 the work in the workplace. So I, I think you're right. It's it and, and likable sometimes is seen as sort of a a soft um, skill that um, you know you can perhaps often be um, run over. But I think about it as an essential skill, not just for survival and longe longevity, but for really getting things done. People need to feel that you are not there just to be in opposition to them, but creating win-wins is a sort of an ongoing um, way of doing um, your work. Two more questions for you today, Lyndon, and, and, and thank you. And your point on likability is it doesn't mean that you're, you know, 
smiling and laughing all the time or taking people to parties, it means that you're a good person. People trust you. Know, they know you got your back. I, I, I think your framing of it is, is I, I love that. It, 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 two other thoughts, and, and you don't have to answer this one if it's too uncomfortable, okay? <laughs> you just feel free to avoid it. Okay. If, if you're a long-term Florida Gator, uh-huh. do you remain a Florida Gator when you come to California? Are you still a Gator part of Gator Nation? Scott, I am a, um, I, as, as we would say in Gainesville and in, 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 the, the, in the Gator Nation, I bleed orange and blue and I will forever be uh, a, a Gator fan. So I suffer um, when um, the fan base suffers and I'm joyful when they, they, they do. I remind people here all the time that we play real football in in the south and um i am part of that whole <laughs> sort of a who's, southern... who's, the, who's the best who's the best coach ever at florida is it was it bobby bowden who's the best coach at florida is that is that florida florida state who's the best university of florida coach ever is it was spurrier there who was the best coach yeah it was it was it definitely um spurrier and i was i was in um school at the at the time that he was uh the, the head coach and he's still beloved in 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 Gainesville and yeah so it's you know Urban Meyer was a really really good coach for for Florida as well but Steve Spurrier is it's between Steve Spurrier and football and Billy Donovan and basketball um, the Gators had some really amazing years in the in the 90s and um, we're still trying to chase some of those glory days <laughs> in the no, no and I forgot Urban Meyer now we're saying is off court off Field challenges was also yeah. a magnificent coach. Hey, you know, Lyndon, let me thank you for joining us. I'd, I'd love to have you back on to talk more about leadership and priorities and so forth. But just a pleasure to visit with you. What a magnificent career, and, and thank you. And, and always fun to talk like uh, college football and the Gators. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Scott. It was a pleasure. <laughs>